This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Assault on Precinct 3. This is the third precinct. The thin blue line at the embattled cop's house. And exclusive, the cop's wife. She was a Mrs. Minnesota contestant. There he is on stage. I'm their children. Then she survived COVID-19. Now she says her neighbors are treating her like a leper. One person did one of these. And Hawaii Five, uh-oh, the honeymooners arrested in paradise for failing to quarantine. They handcuffed you? They're not the only ones. Plus. Are animals taking over cars during the pandemic? Gross. Climbing up into the car. Our favorite place to hide, right here under the hood. <laughs> They're even raising their families there. Then, imagine heading down the highway and seeing this. Wait till you see what happens next. And Inside Edition special Super Bowl correspondent, Sailor Brinkley Cook her private struggle with body dysmorphia. Just having these moments of looking in the mirror and being disgusted with myself. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Charges have been brought in connection with the death of George Floyd while being detained by police in Minneapolis. This comes after a night of violence at which protests broke out in at least a half a dozen cities, including in Minneapolis, where a police precinct was set on fire. Here's the latest. It's the shocking scene inside a Minneapolis police precinct as rioters run amok. This is the third precinct right here. Fires are starting in multiple rooms. Protesters trash everything in sight. The corridors fill with smoke, and you can hear ammunition exploding in the flames. The disturbing scenes were live streamed on social media during another night of fury in the wake of the choking death of 46-year-old George Floyd. You can see police cars racing from the precinct as cops evacuated after the mayor ordered them not to take a stand. Protesters lit fireworks in celebration. Derek Chauvin, the police officer who pressed his knee into Floyd's neck, was taken into custody today. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has been charged by the Hennepin County Attorney's Office with murder and with manslaughter. The criminal complaint says the officer had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. 2 minutes and 53 seconds of this was after Mr. Floyd was non-responsive. We got gunshots. We got gunshots, guys. The looting and burning went on all night, and this is the neighborhood today. The smoldering ruins look like a war zone with the National Guard patrolling. You mind whoa, 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 whoa. Me why I'm under arrest, sir? 
CNN reporter Omar Jimenez and his crew were arrested live on television early today. If you're just tuning in, you are watching our correspondent Omar Jimenez being arrested by state police. He was later released and the governor apologized. This is a very public apology to that team. It should not happen. At 1 a.m., the president triggered outrage when he tweeted, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Twitter flagged the post for glorifying violence. He later posted, looting leads to shooting. I don't want this to happen. And that's what the expression means. First Lady Melania posted a very different message to America. I've seen our citizens unify and take care of one another through COVID-19. We can't stop now. Protests spread across the nation. New York City, Columbus, and Denver, where an SUV plowed through a crowd and seemed to chase down one protester. Emotions are running high. It's just so much pain. You get so tired. I have not been this upset. I, I have not seen black people this upset in 20 years. There is also a heavy police presence outside the home of the police officer filmed with his knee to George Floyd's neck. Protesters have gathered there. We have more on the police officer and his wife, including some footage we uncovered of them on stage together at a Mrs. Minnesota competition. Extraordinary images at the suburban home of embattled Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. A formation of cops dressed in riot gear, locked in a tense standoff with furious protesters. The house where Chauvin lives with his family was also vandalized. The garage door was spray painted with the words, kill cops and pig. Chauvin was not home. He has not been seen since he sparked national outrage after he dug his knee into George Floyd's neck. I can breathe. We're learning more about 44-year-old Chauvin's personal life. His wife, Kelly, is a realtor and a refugee from Laos. And in 2018, she competed in the Mrs. Minnesota America pageant. Kelly Chauvin, I'm representing Oakdale, Minnesota. At one point, she was joined on stage by her husband. I'm Derek Chauvin. Carl Shway is the Mrs. Minnesota America pageant director. I'm sure she's going through extraordinary trepidations right now. In a profile for the local newspaper, Kelly was quoted as saying, under all that uniform, he's just a softy. He's such a gentleman. He still opens the door for me, still puts my coat on for me. But Chauvin has a checkered history with the department. 17 complaints, all of which were closed with no disciplinary action, except for one which generated two official reprimands. We're also learning that Chauvin and George Floyd worked at the same nightclub for many years. Maya Santa Maria owned the club which burned down in last night's disturbances. What was Derek Chauvin like? He was quick to draw his pepper spray. That was one thing I can tell you about him. He, he felt, uh, I think, um, threatened enough when the crowds would come out and if there were a fight or two that he would right away pepper spray everybody. I can breathe. Those protests around the country could have an unintended consequence. Officials are concerned that all these people in close proximity could result in a surge in COVID-19 cases. Here's Ann Mercagliano. 
There are major concerns today that the huge crowds gathering to protest the death of George Floyd could spark a COVID-19 surge. I can't You've seen the videos, large groups packed tightly together with few people, if any, wearing masks. The state health commissioner issued this warning today. People are moved to gather in solidarity and in protest, and we certainly honor and respect that right. But where we stand today with the state of COVID-19 spread in our community, we just want to encourage folks who gather to be mindful of the risk. Another event that has health officials concerned, tomorrow's SpaceX launch. We are not going to launch today. You are go for 5.100 launch scrub. Wednesday's scrubbed launch drew thousands eager to witness history. Look at this image, a mass of humanity crossing a bridge with zero social distancing. The local police department has this message for anyone heading to the Kennedy Space Center to watch the launch. They're asking folks to know, follow the guidelines, wear your masks if you're going to be out in public. Some COVID-19 survivors are reporting a troubling phenomenon. They say they're being treated like lepers. One person did one of these. Elizabeth Martucci and her son MJ contracted the virus on March 15th, but are now fully recovered. She celebrated by writing a big sign in chalk on her driveway on the Jersey Shore. She also wore a t-shirt. I was like, oh, let me show everybody like I got through this. But the reaction was not what she expected. She says some people shunned her. There was a few people that were uncomfortable, went in the other direction when I was coming around on my bike. You're riding your bike down the street and somebody turns around and runs went into or their, walks the other went way. Into their house, yeah. In the end, I don't fault anybody for being scared because there is a lot of conflicting information out there and people don't know what to believe. And if you're thinking of running away from the realities of the pandemic and escaping to, say, Hawaii, Forget about it. Officials there are serious about the quarantine, and some honeymooners found that out the hard way. Here's Tim Murray. Sun-kissed beaches, paradise on Earth. Who wouldn't want to spend time here in Hawaii while the mainland recovers from the pandemic? But these newlyweds never expected to spend their honeymoon behind bars, accused of violating the state's 14-day mandatory quarantine for all tourists. This is your honeymoon. Yeah. It's supposed to be the best best time of your life. It's crazy. I was shocked and like shaking. The honeymooners from California were under strict orders to stay inside their room at the romantic Aqua Oasis Hotel in Waikiki. But Yulia and Boris Lepofsky say they were hauled off to jail when someone at the hotel notified cops that they had left their room. They say they were just moving their rental car. They say they were held in jail without food for 30 hours. The shackles left the bride bruised. The honeymooners are not the only ones. Call them Hawaii's most wanted. All these tourists found themselves under arrest for allegedly violating quarantine. This mom was arrested after a resident at the condo where she was staying with her son reported seeing her going to the beach. This guy was arrested after posting videos of his adventures in Waikiki. Maui Police Chief Tavoli Fa'aumu says for those wishing to visit the islands, stay home. My advice to the visitors that want to come to Hawaii is postpone it for now. The newlyweds who say they are going to fight the charge say this was their first and last trip to Hawaii. This next story could have ended in disaster, but for some good Samaritans who stopped to pull two people out of a burning car, Diane McInerney has the story. A motorist is cruising down a Massachusetts highway. Suddenly, he sees something unexpected. A car is in flames on the side of the road. Oh, 
motorist Harold Greer pulls over, his dash cam recording everything. You can see him running to the accident. I asked him if they needed any more help, and he asked me to call 911. That's why I ran back to my Jeep. The video also shows an extraordinary act of heroism. Another good Samaritan is dragging the critically injured driver out of the blazing vehicle. I see him pulling a guy up the hill, you know, by his arm, dragging him by his arm, and I could tell that his left side was um, pretty badly hurt. When Greer returns, he pitches in to help other civilians move a second person who was injured in the crash. There are so many cars that continue to pass by the accident. What prompted you to stop and help? You just never know when someone's in trouble, you know, they could be stuck and everybody just keeps driving by. I mean, he could have lost his life that day, burning alive in a car. There was also this touching moment when the injured man reached out his hand to thank the hero who saved his life. It was a, it was a beautiful moment, you know. You don't see that every day. The driver reportedly fell asleep at the wheel. He and his passenger were transported to the hospital for treatment. While you've been sheltering at home, your car has not been used, but that doesn't mean it has been empty. Chances are some critters may have made their home there. And as Stephen Fabian reports, when you open the hood, you could be in for a surprise. You may find some unexpected guests the next time you start up your car. Wildlife experts say with fewer people on the road because of the pandemic, all those parked cars can make the perfect home for critters. And their favorite place to hide, right here under the hood. This squirrel built a nest on top of the engine. Look, baby squirrels. This squirrel took up residence inside the air filter of Zach Mertz's sedan. By the way, Mertz is a wildlife expert. There is the squirrel. He's angry. And these cars that are now sitting still make perfect nest boxes and potential nesting homes um, for these animals. He finally coaxed his squirrel out with a special dinner of, what else, mixed nuts. These guys freaked out when the rat living in their car suddenly appeared on their windshield while driving. Here it is again, and there he goes. Look at this swarm we found climbing all over a parked car in the heart of Manhattan near Radio City Music Hall. They're all inside the wheel of that car. Rats and mice, especially rats, they love eating the wiring because it tastes like a dessert. Paul Barletta from SWAT Team Animal Pest Control in New Jersey says many car wires are wrapped in a sweet tasting soy coating that attracts rodents. When these critters eat through the wires in our cars under the hood, what does that do to our vehicles? It can cause tremendous damage. To keep your car safe during COVID-19, he says check under your hood often for any evidence of animals. Barletta recommends using a lavender spray around the tire wells. Rats hate lavender. This is a great preventative for keeping the rodents away. If you do find an animal in your car, your best bet is to call a wildlife or humane pest control professional. We'll be back after this. Next, Inside Edition special Super Bowl correspondent, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Her private struggle with body dysmorphia. Just having these moments of looking in the mirror and being disgusted with myself. Then, here he is. The America's Got Talent contestant who brought everyone to tears. Don't let the sun go down on me. His extraordinary story of serving 37 years for a crime he didn't commit and owed to COVID-19. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
A secret battle for Sailor Brinkley Cook. You got to know her here on Inside Edition when she was our special Super Bowl correspondent. Well, she's just revealed she's been struggling with a body image issue. And she admits being Christy Brinkley's daughter hadn't helped. Sailor Brinkley Cook is opening up about a deeply personal issue. I have this awful feeling that if I'm not skinny, I'm not worth being celebrated. The 21-year-old daughter of supermodel Christy Brinkley is revealing she struggles with body dysmorphia, a disorder that made Sailor obsess over perceived flaws in her appearance, even if they can't be seen by others. I've been just having these moments of looking in the mirror and being disgusted with myself for the tiniest little things. Sailor made a name for herself when she stepped in for her injured mom on Dancing with the Stars last year. In January, she covered the Super Bowl for Inside Edition. Hi, I'm Sailor Brinkley-Cook, special Super Bowl correspondent for Inside Edition. The model is now sharing her struggles, crying about my cellulite, letting the fat on my body ruin my day, getting mad that I'm not as skinny as I once was. The body dysmorphia and leftover eating disorder tendencies have been coming in strong. She also opened up on GMA, sharing the struggles of growing up in her famous mom's shadow. I grew up a little bit overweight, and I felt the weight of my overweightness on me constantly from people teasing me, from people looking at me differently. My mom didn't fully know the pain that I was going through when I was at my worst. It's estimated about 10 million Americans do struggle with body dysmorphia disorder. When we come back, a man wrongly convicted, now the favorite to win America's Got Talent. He spent decades in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Now he's wowing millions on America's Got Talent, even bringing Elton John to tears. He spoke with Jim Murray about his amazing journey. Don't let the sun go down on me. It's the moment Archie Williams still finds almost impossible to believe. Performing for millions of viewers on the America's Got Talent stage, Williams was wrongly convicted of rape, serving nearly 40 years in a Louisiana prison. I was just incarcerated for 37 years for somebody else's crime. Ooh. But losing everything. As he performed, the audience was brought to tears. I would never ever listen to that song uh, in the same way ever again after you sang that. It took on a whole different meaning for me. And you're a very, very courageous person. Walk us through, you, you, you step out on that stage and there are about 3,500 people in that audience and you've got four judges and you're on television. You had to be nervous. Oh, I was definitely. Uh, Simon had to tell me to take a breath before I sing, you know, because he could see the nervousness in me. Thanks to the work of the Innocence Project, Williams was exonerated after fingerprints found at the scene were determined to be from the real rapist. And how did it feel when you walked out of that prison as a free man and completely vindicated? It was like a dream come true. Serving all those years for a crime he never committed did not stifle his voice. Don't let the sun go down on me. What a voice. And when we come back, speaking of talent, it's not over until the quarantine opera star sings. Finally today, opera is known for high drama. And what better topic to sing about than months in lockdown? Yeah. 
That was Daniel Emmett doing all of the singing. He was a finalist on America's Got Talent and is now a headliner in Vegas. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.